there. Yeah, man. So what's what's up with you? Nothing, man. Just uh, things have been going crazy, rocking and rolling. Um, we went to the uh, Home Builders Association meeting today. That's a good thing. Always trying to see what we can do best for our community. And we had a guy that was there. He um, he's a chancellor of our our uh, regional technical uh, community college. So I wanted to make sure I was there because I wanted to talk to him about what are they doing? You know, they, they help in the AC industry, they help in the welding industry, they help in the plumbing industry. Why are you not helping the fencing industry? And hey, do you need some help with that? Because I, I, I'll be glad to help. You know? So anyway, that's uh, that's the main reason why I went. And that was the uh, local HOA. What was that you said? Uh, it's the North Shore Home Builders Association. Mm. You hearing me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to uh, I went just to make sure that uh, you know, put in. The, I, I'm just I'm I'm tired of the chucks in the trucks, man. You know. So how else can I get rid of the chucks in the trucks? Is to go to where they're teaching them trades kids that are wanting to go to a technical college and learn a trade well hey let's get fencing in there yeah so that's my goal and hopefully i can use what i've been using uh with um with sean and with you and chris Steele and all these guys you know everything i've been learning in this industry and my experience and hopefully i can put something back into our community you know and not only help our community but help the residents of our community because now they can say, hey, I've got a I've got a guy that knows what he's doing, you know. So I don't know how hit my son is on that because he's probably going to be taking over the business and I'm over here trying to spawn off his competition and teach him how to build fence. But we got to do something for our industry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. Dan, you know yeah, what yeah. I really like about you? What's that? You're down there, man. You, you're not just building fences. You're building communities. <laughs> that is one of my taglines. You're pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny, Cannon. So listen, I don't know if you guys can hear this noise. Um, so I'm in this metal building. It's an old cotton gin. And we got a, not really a storm rolling in, but we got some rain coming in tonight. And it sounds like rain following. And that's what I told you earlier. I mean, I think, I, I think that's rain coming. But all it is is freaking maple leaf seeds. And there's, there's so of them and they're just falling tremendously and it, it sounds just yeah. like rain but it's not it's maple leaf see that's this. that's what i was hearing so so man what's going on with you i heard you drove all the way to uh memphis today to go track no down some no, no no Where, where'd you go yeah so i'm probably gonna be in yeah i will probably be in memphis tomorrow um and like i was telling you man so we we built a lot of fence out of cedar, western red cedar, uh, preferably. But here recently, like you just can't find western red, and so we've been having to use this Chinese and Japanese and incense and El Dorado mm -hmm. and whatever that stuff really is. You know, it ain't <laughs> western red cedar. I can tell you that. Um, right. So, anyways. Uh, 
I've been checking my Home Depot out like every day, waiting for pickets to show up, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then today I look and boom, we got 4,000 pickets on hand. Mm. And uh, so I go, I go down to the store and they're not on the sidewalk. So I just drive around the back. That's where they put them is in the back. And dude, these pickets they got, it said Cedar. Listen, it was just in a white wrapper. Didn't have no name on it. Didn't, ha didn't even tell you how many was in the bundle. Like there was nothing, just a white wrapper. And uh, man, I peeled one of them. I pulled peeled one of them things back to look and see kind of what what they had up under there. And dude, them jokers, I swear, looked like they had fallen off the truck and been sitting at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, man, they were all kind of molded and, and, and black and green. And uh, it wasn't a board one of them. They didn't already have a split down the middle of it, you know? Oh, really? But, yeah. So there's probably, I don't know, maybe 20 bundles back there total. Uh, and all of them pretty much had my competitor's name on them. And I was like, man, dude, you can have them, you know? Yeah. I want to take them. Y'all want to get these last six that you didn't get. I don't want them, you know. Um, so, anyways, I don't know what kind of crap that was they had on that on that parking lot today, but I ain't buying it and I ain't putting it up. But well, we had that got me thinking. Problem. I was like, man, I've always been kind of anti-pine fence, you know, but it got me thinking. I'm like, man, you'd be better off putting a pine fence up than putting this imitation cedar crap up, you know. Yeah, it's tough, man. You got to watch. That stuff will turn black on you quick. I've had customers that we've used it on um, because we couldn't find anything else. And thankfully, I got one bundle and wanted to try it on at one job. And, of course, like three weeks later, the lady's calling me. She had some boards turning black. We went and changed out those boards for her and never heard back from it. And we're just like, fingers crossed. She never calls again. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, I had that happen to me this past week. My um, my, my outside salesman, uh, I hit him up and was like, "Hey, they got cedar boards. I just got a call from uh from our supplier. They got cedar boards. We get there, or I order them. They tell me they can't deliver for a week, like a week. So fortunately, we just bought that uh we bought that heavy duty trailer. So I'm like, hey, grab that trailer." And go pick those boards up. He gets there, and they're all kiln dry. So I, uh, I shut it down. I was like, "Nah, we don't want it." So we ended I'll up. Move locations uh, a little quieter back there. So we ended up um, dumping them, and then I got, I found seven bundles out of uh, out of Alabama. Had them delivered the next day. So you guys down in Louisiana. You're still having pretty good luck getting the altar pickets, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah. I went to our vendor today. Um, one of our vendors, one of our many vendors, went there today to pick up some uh, stainless steel material. And he had it stacked up, the altar. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, you want some? I'm like, dude, I just bought seven bundles and it rained all last week. So we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't nailed anything up. So I passed on it. But obviously, I went out there to go see whose names were were on on it, what competitors amount of buying it, and it gives you a really good um, gives you a really good feel on who's running their business right. 
by the names that are on those bundles, you know, hey, these guys have some working capital and they're running their business right. So now those are the ones you need to keep an eye on. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're, do they're doing something right. You know? So. You, you got to have some serious reserves to buy lumber these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. Last week was a little crazy. Um, but my, uh, my guy, Zach, when I sent him to go get the, uh, the lumber, I was like, Hey, go ahead and, uh, pay for that lumber. And he called me. He's like, um, are you serious? Am I getting ready to swipe my car, my car for $21,000? I was like, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> swipe it. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, yeah, swipe it, <laughs> swipe it, secure that lumber before somebody comes in and buys it. <laughs> He was freaking out, man. It was funny. He doesn't have a clue what it takes to run a business, you know. So I seen a I seen a couple here in Medina today on the news on the front page of whatever newspaper it was on the counter at the gas station. Real classy looking couple, man. I'm talking about classy, high class. <laughs> Anyways, the headline said uh, <clears throat> local couple arrested for. I don't know how it said it, but lumber stolen from job site, Medina, Tennessee. Oh, no. And so they, had, they caught up with them, had their mug shots in there. And, uh, boy, you should have seen the hairdos. I, I should have uploaded it because I can show it on here. But anyways, I should have got a picture and uploaded it. Anyways, you should have seen the hairdos. But, man, these jokers <laughs> pulled up in like a 1997 Dodge Caravan red. And had had plywood, like they built a little floor of plywood and had had lumber. I don't know how many two by fours they had, but they probably had 30 or so, 40 maybe, on top of the car, a couple of sheets of plywood. Uh, had it roped through the doors, you know how they you know how they do. They shut the doors and they tie themselves in. I don't know what they do, but anyways. And uh <laughs> man Sonny down there, the guy that owns the gas station over here. I was talking to him and he's like I cannot believe they stole that uh, that lumber. It ain't it ain't even much lumber. And I was like, man, I said I bet that's about four hundred dollars on top of that Dodge Caravan there, tied to the <laughs> tied to the roof of it. Yeah, man. Uh, I see my boy Zach's in the uh, comments. He's like, I was mind blown. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's crazy, man. The price of lumber is out of control. It really is. Um. Anyway. Uh, Man, hey, one more one more thing there. about lumber though before we move on. I just want to say uh it's funny, man, when we go through these situations, how we have to change up, you know. We get we get these little habits and we, we buy from, you know, we know where to buy stuff from, you know, we just do it. But right. then those reserves get dried up and you have to look for options, you know, outside of what you're normally doing, you know. Yeah. Anyways, we unloaded a, a semi full of two by fours and four by fours yesterday um, from Stevens Pipe and Steel. Who would have thought you could buy lumber from Stevens Pipe and Steel? But they sent us a whole truckload of two by fours and four by fours. And, uh, you know, feels good, man. Yeah, I see so, Chris Steele just mentioned they snatching trailers with pickets around there like crazy. Three in, in like one week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I got cameras on my yard. My stuff's all locked up, fenced in. We got cameras on it and, uh, 
my, my camera went off like at 1 30 the other morning come out of bed i'm like oh shit they robbing me you know and uh it was a damn cat in my lumber shed <laughs> first thing went through my mind you know Kid, i'm 20 minutes away you know but fortunately my son's right down the street so uh yeah, it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, oh, this damn cat. <laughs> but yeah, man, when you got that much money sitting on your yard, and that's not that's not even to count everything else, you know? Your buildings, your trucks, your trailers, your tools. You got a lot of money on there. Hey guys, listen, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna tune in, it's my wish that that, that you'll that you'll you'll uh, correspond with us. But if you'll click if you go to the Facebook up up at the top above this video here, and it's gonna say my fence life live 42021, Dan and Cannon. But down at the bottom of that little that little title, there's a link. Uh, and if you'll click that link, it's gonna allow us to see who you are commenting. So like right now, it just says Facebook user right here. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you'll click that link on the Facebook uh, post that you're watching this through, it'll show us your name, and we want to see that. So I see, Jordan, I see Jordan here says, uh, is there truly a lumber shortage, or are they just charging current rates? I, I Personally, I think there is a lumber shortage because, you know, I've got um, – I've got a relationship with my vendors. As soon as they get material in, they call me. Uh, I don't know if that's because they like me or is that because they like that my uh, my checks don't bounce, but they call me. And, they, you know, so and they're like, hey, we got 12 of these in and that's it. We haven't had any in for three weeks. Um, you know, but I drove by Home Depot today, man, and they are stacked with lumber, stacked. So. I think it's because they ordered so much because they were out. Now they're overloaded. What is that going to do to price? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I just don't know what to say about these prices, man. I really don't. Well, Dan, there's some there's some very interesting. Uh, tell you what to do, y'all. Y'all get done doing this. Jump on YouTube. And just type in lumber pricing. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of videos on YouTube right now. Uh, some of them are kind of conspiracy type videos, and uh, you know, some of them have graphs and charts and are real informative. Uh, and some of them are just hypothesis. You know what I mean? Uh, I watched one yesterday, and you know they went through the supply chain. Well, it's the big box store, Home, Home Depot, Lowe's, are they making the extra money? No. Well, the landowner, the landowner who's selling the timber is making more money. Like, no, you know. So they went through this whole thing, and uh, I'm not an economist. And I can't even hardly add. I use my calculator on my phone to do that. But they showed these charts, and they were doing this whatever that does, you know, high and low and all that. Well, they started talking about lumber pricing in 1999 and I'm smart enough that I could see what they were, what I could correlate what they were saying. 
And I seen that graph about 1999 doing this when the lumber price went down. And this is, that's now, that's, uh, how many years ago is that? 23 years ago, 1999? 22. That's, that's when I started my business. Yeah. So anyways, they sold this chart. This one store did where the lumber pricing was here, 1999 went down. And then, you know, the timeline continues and it kind of stays there, you know, up until recently. And then you see another spike, you know, but the spike that we're in, when you correspond with 1997, it's pretty similar. Like when you look at that graph, I'm again, I'm not an economist. I'm not going to sit here and tell you why lumber is what it is. Um, but I know it's expensive more so than it was a year ago, a year and a half ago now. And I know people are still buying it, you know? So, yeah. and we're making more money because of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was having a talk with somebody about that today and they're like, man, how can you make any money? I said, well, we sell off a margin. So we're making more money. You know, we had that conversation uh, a couple weeks ago when I, I was like, I don't know if I'm making more money. And, I remember uh, Pepper was on the couch while I was talking when we were living in the, the apartment. I'm back in my house, thank God. Um, and she's like, yeah, you made more money. You bought this, this, and this, and this last year. And you know we wouldn't have bought that. And your numbers were the same as the year before. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. You know? So uh, we're definitely making more money. It's just, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about it, man. You know, um, I see somebody said the money isn't going in the loggers' pockets either. You know, yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah, I don't know any loggers, but somebody's getting it, man. I tell you what, guys, let's if if we just band together and like let's all commit to like going thirty-five days and nobody orders lumber. Let's just see <laughs> what happens. Yeah, well, that's a joke. I think what we need to do is is uh, utilize and and network and um, going together and, and 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 utilize our buying power and our working capital. That would be my my uh, suggestion. <laughs> Look, Cam jo uh, Cam Cameron's on here. That's my guy. So I'm saying I'm saying Cam Jordan, like the football player for the Saints. But uh, anyway. Um, that's my yeah, that's my partner in crime right there. If you guys have ever watched any of our videos on our uh, JFC page, I reference Cam a lot. That's this is the Cam. Uh, hey y'all, it's the Cam. That's how that should be read. <laughs> this is Joe Everest. Look at his name popping up. He said, "Joe, try clicking the link, but it didn't load." Joe, I need to call you tonight. I got some questions. I'm gonna be hitting yeah. you up a little later when we get off the show. Um, bring bringing that up. Uh, we're going to have our start next Tuesday. Thanks to Joe's assistants and some others. Um, we're going to be broadcasting on our own YouTube channel. We're trying to secure the website name. So then that way we can have the, uh, YouTube channel named after it. But, yeah. uh, Joe's been helping me with that. Joe, I got a couple questions. I'll hit you up later this afternoon or this evening about it. But we'll be we'll be streaming live to our YouTube channel, and we'll be streaming live here, and uh, just just giving y'all a, a better platform, and uh, you know, just reaching people about fencing, you know. 
So, uh, so check this out. This is uh, Brett from Fence Track. Uh, Brett Richardson. What's up, Brett? How are you tonight, sir? So I was on I was on their website uh, today. Matter of fact. So. Yep. This stuff's amazing, man. I love it. It is, man. And so we we did one. And if you guys go to our Facebook page, Jackson Fence Company, it's actually our cover photo. The one and only fence track job that we did. Um, and it's so nice. It's it's our cover photo. It's about a, I don't know, a year and a half, two year old job. And uh, still one of my favorite jobs. And what, so what we did when we used the fence track system, uh, we kind of modified i guess the way it was said to be but like uh so we did a horizontal fence so we set the we set the the black steel post and we ordered ordered the side channels which is it accommodates a one inch board and um we built a horizontal style fence with it uh we left a little space between them but anyways if you look at jackson fence company's uh Facebook page, and you'll see a cover photo of Fence Track, high quality product. And Brett, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, man, I remember seeing that fence. It's pretty amazing. Look, I see uh, David Banks is on here. Uh, so, David, I lost your phone number because I didn't uh, store it in my phone, which I'm pretty famous for. I hit Mark Olson up on the inbox today, and I was like, yo, call me. Uh, I didn't store your phone number, <laughs> but, um, anyway, to get back to David, we were, can uh, Cannon and I, and a bunch of guys were down in uh pace Florida at high steel fence last, uh, this past weekend for, um, I don't know, would you call it the fence Olympics? That's what they were calling it at one time. But I think now it was more of a, you know, build a fence and let's learn from each other and see what you do that maybe I could utilize and let's see what you do that maybe you're not doing in, in, in the fastest, fastest way or the best way. And we just all were collaborating together. Sean King was there with uh, Mr. Fence, Chris uh, with high steel fence hosted it. I was there. Cannon was there with Jackson fence. Chris gas was down there with Jack's Jack fencing. Uh, who am I missing? Cameron was there with OBL. Oh, Joey, Joey Pinnell with Agus Fence was there. Um, geez, am I missing somebody? Oh, uh, no. Shit. Help me out if I'm missing somebody. There were some new guys there that I didn't know. Yeah, there's another guy there that, that did fence. I can't remember his name either, brother. Well, anyway, um, we had a big get-together. Chris had a crawfish boil. Chris, if you're listening, man, I did not know that you had sponsors for this deal. Uh, next year, hit me up. I'll gladly throw some money in the pot to uh, help with this uh, with this um, deal, this uh, annual crawfish bowl you're doing. Okay, buddy? Oh, Chase with Southern Services. Thank you, Chris. You just commented. So anyway, the point of my story is, is me and Dylan, we were uh, in David's office doing some paperwork with Colin, going over some spreadsheets, ironing out some things. Colin Sheck, uh one of um, Sean's sons is great at building excel spreadsheets man um i think he does it on the side fellas so if you're looking for some somebody to do a spreadsheet for you kyle and if you're listening i'm throwing some work your way man 
anyway, the guy is amazing with spreadsheets. He's working on one for us right now. And I just felt like leaving Chris Steele uh, a present. So I got about 40 business cards and just walked around Chris's office and just hit them everywhere on his copy machine in all the drawers of his desk, his freezer, his refrigerator. So I get a, I get a call from a text from Chris. He's like, dude, there's fence king cards everywhere. And then son, and the next day he hits me up. He's like, David's hitting me up saying, I keep finding fence king cards everywhere. Put them everywhere, <laughs> man, everywhere. I will tell you this though. If you're going to rob someplace, do not rob high steel fence. Okay. Because almost every drawer in that place had firepower. I was just like, holy crap. This is like <laughs> a convention over here, man. It was crazy. But uh, I talked to David. And David's like, how many more of these cards am I going to find? I'm like, have you been in the, uh, in the freezer yet? Oh, man, you put them in the freezer? <laughs> Good time. Good time. But uh, we learned a lot, man. I learned a lot about uh, driving Postmaster. Um, Look, we're, we're, we're striving to go all Postmaster. We get another Postmaster job today and uh, just constantly learning. I ordered the Rhino, the uh, I think it's the XA or the X whatever, and uh, so I can start driving my Postmaster. It'll be here Thursday. So come Friday, I get a Postmaster job. We're pounding, man. We're, we're driving those babies. I changed all the verbiage on my contracts. Uh that we're driving them all. Uh, now we're not doing 54 inches like uh, Chris Gass is doing and Chris Steele. We're sticking with 40 inches. Um, the uh, word on the street is the ASTM is going to be half the the depth is going to be half the height of the fence, and that's of course going to have a uh, a little gray area that says depending on soil conditions. So being that my soil is more like Chris Gass's soil down in Lafayette uh, and it's different from Chris Steele's soil, I think we're going to be able to get away with 40 inches. I really do. Because I've watched Chris Gass drive post and he's got the same red clay that I have here. And man, he's there was a huge difference when I saw those posts being driven down in Florida compared to the post being driven in, in, in uh, cent South Central slash Southwest Louisiana. And uh, I think we're going to be fine with doing 40 inches. So that's, that's the route we're going. I'm going to do some testing uh, at my yard. We're going to go ahead and drive a 11 foot post, 40 inches. But for the postmaster, they have to be six foot apart. We're going to go five foot apart. 40 inches deep for an eight foot fence. And we're going to do some tests and see how it goes. I need to build a fence to, to uh, store another trailer that we got. And I'm going to utilize that to protect my trailer and to do some experiments. So we got a lot going on, man. And uh, look, I'm, so I called Mark Olson today. Sorry, Cannon, if I'm taking over here, but I called Mark Olson today <clears throat> because I need a two and seven eighths inch uh, chuck. For the rhino that's coming and they don't make one so mark's going to go ahead and have one a couple of them machined so we'll have it because uh the rhino only goes up to two and three eighths and i need two and seven eighths so um we'll be having the uh 
uh, we'll be having um, a two and seven eighths chuck for our rhino so we can start driving our gate post because I'm not using the postmaster gate post. I'm not using the postmasters as post. Um, shout out to Mark Olson and SWI. He just did a video on how to build a gate on a postmaster, which is kind of how I was going to do it, but I wasn't expecting him to drill through the postmaster. And I was like, well, solve that problem. Uh, but uh, fortunately, he supplies black painted powder coated carriage bolts. So I'm going to have to paint my carriage bolts if I go that route. So I'm just kind of playing with it, man. I'm trying to, I'm experimenting. Totally. I'm experimenting. Experiment with that. I'm experimenting with my gates. Building a gate's completely different. I got some photos of that stuff today. Um, I'm going to hopefully share that next week on how we're building our gates. It's a little twist to what uh, Sean is doing and how Sean's building his gates. And we're going to see. Hopefully, Sean's works and mine works. You know, I know Sean's is working because y'all are hanging on it. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Dan. No, no, you're fine, man. You're fine. So, I, I got a lot going on, man. We just, my guys, we, we did a training day Monday morning and, you know, pulled out the, the equalizer that for Miss Defense Tools. I know a lot of you guys know about Miss Defense Tools. Uh, we did a review on Miss Defense Tools today on the straightaway. You know, it's it's changing the way we fence. It's making our guys faster and it's making guys with minimum experience be able to do jobs that would take, you know, six months, a year for somebody to learn. So we did a little training day uh, Monday morning. We got a late start, but we did a, we did a little training. Uh, Colin was fortunate enough to make some uh, special special lengths for us for our gates. We don't build gates like most people. So I needed some different lengths. I called him up. He's like, yeah, man, I can make those. No problem. Whatever size you need. So Colin's very, uh, very helpful and accommodating with that. So if you got something you need a little different, man, call those guys up and they'll do it. The guys at Miss Defense Tools have really been great. They've been changing the industry, you know, just like Postmaster doing the same thing. You know, my goal is to go to all Postmaster. All right, I'll let you talk. <laughs> Damn, man. Sorry, man. I have a lot to say. I'll read these comments. <laughs> that, was a, <laughs> bro, that was a 13 minute rant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the whiskey. Well, listen, because that 13 minute rant, we got some comments we got to check, we got to catch up on. But I don't want you to take off again. <laughs> so, hey, uh, so this is Jay Miller from New Hampshire. And guys, listen, I wish, and we will figure this out, how to make your name show up here. Because it's uh, what I'm doing here. And I know Dan's doing the same thing. I see your comment here. But I had to look over here to find out who's really saying it. But hey, Jay Miller, hope you're having a good evening. Uh, thanks for chiming in. Uh, let's talk. That came from, I think, David Banks. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is Brett from, from Fence Track. He says he had to raise his tongue and groove price today just because of more price increases. Um, so Brett and his his company, and Brett, chime in if I'm not correct on this. Uh, so the fence track system, uh, I, I guess what you think about is you, you're buying a frame work for a fence, but they also supply the infill. Uh, 
And I know they do it in a, in a tongue and groove cedar. And what that does is that allows that fence to sit down inside of that track and it just floats. It can shrink, it can expand. Um, but either way, because it's the tongue and groove, you're still going to have a full privacy. And they they might offer vinyl uh, infill options as well. Um, when we use it, we kind of supplied our own infill. Um, but anyways, that's totally the way to do it. Uh, so who else we got here? Uh, Mitchell Gregory. I haven't seen you comment, but I see your name popping up a lot. Welcome hey, to what's the show. Up, Mitch? Mitchell. Isn't he, your, isn't he your neighbor? Yeah, he's right here in West Tennessee with us. I think he's... Uh, he lives out in the sticks, though, man. He's about an hour away from me, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. I see you on there. Hey, hey, yeah, Brett, answered your, Brett answered your question. He said, correct. We supply 7 8 cedar and vinyl, but you guys can use your own infill also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one thing that I would do differently from the one time that I did it is I would totally encourage that customer to pay more. Go ahead, get the cedar, get the tongue and groove. It's going to look better, going to work better. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, this is Garrett. I wish I knew how to say his last name, but I know who he is. B A B A Y A N. I would say Babane. Yeah. Babane. But it appears he just changed Bababu. his profile picture because that's not the picture that I'm used to seeing on his profile. But I know that name, and I know that name builds some incredible fence. If you if you've not seen it, you're missing out. Right. Joker's real deal. Uh, I've seen some vinyl stuff, all kind of crazy stuff. Um, who else we got here, Dan? Uh, Chris Steele's on there. He says David's definitely got your card. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of. I don't know why, but man, I just was trying to have some fun. So this uh, is Derek. Uh, he he's asking, is the fence king of Louisiana related to the fence king in California? No, no, he is not. So I wouldn't mind being related. Maybe you could uh, give me a little free lodging next time I go to California. Save me a couple dollars. How about that? <laughs> so what's he say? Uh, Brett Brett said forty inches is still pretty deep. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think it's going to work here. Um, I just I noticed the difference between the the um, the driving of it. And if I can go to driving a nine foot post instead of a 10, then what that's going to allow me to do is is to take a post hole digger, you know. Dig me just enough to get that machine. And that and that postmaster up underneath the soffit of those houses with the ten foot ceilings in the house, I'll be able to get right underneath it, hopefully with minimum digging, get it in there, drive it instead of instead of having to uh, do like I saw Chris Steele did. Chris stayed off the off of one house a decent amount, and I think it was because of the slag on on the uh, slab, which you're gonna find with older houses, um, and there's nothing you can do about it, but. It's really hard to cantilever off a damn postmaster, though. It really is, man. It really is. Um, and it might be some situations where we got to flip that postmaster the way it wasn't intended to be used. I like to not, I don't like to use the incorrect way um, because everything that I've read on postmaster and on the specs, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been wrong. Trust me, ask my ex wife. I've been long, wrong a lot. Um, everything that I've read on it, it doesn't say it has to be used one way or the other. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't like to say, oh, that's wrong. No, it's just not the way it was intended to be used, but it that's still right. can be used that way. So with that being said, if I run into a situation like Chris did, um, I'm just going to flip it. Go ahead, cantilever over, cut me some strips, and put me a uh, make it five and a half, six inches, whatever board I'm using at the time, and just cover that one post, man. That's what I'm going to have to do. So, dude, it's really not that bad, though. Like, I've, I've never seen it until this past weekend. That's the first time I'd seen a Postmaster job installed, inverted, let's call it, okay? It's not bad. Yeah. We've done a couple of them. I mean, the, the, the structure is there, you know? And the biggest benefit, of course, is is you save a little bit of time cutting them rails. You don't save a little. You save quite a bit of time. Because uh, the alternative way is when you install them correctly in between those flanges, you've almost got to cut those two by fours one by one. We don't. We cheat. We stack them up three at a time. We run them next to the to the post. Okay, and I'll go ahead and tell it. Judge me if you want to. We take a chainsaw. <laughs> we cut all three of them together. And guess what? It works. They fit. It gets covered up on both sides. Nobody knows the difference. You know. Well. Uh, but the alternative is if you put them on the opposite side of the post, you can run your saw right down that channel, you know, real plain, real fast, and then keep on trucking. So yeah, get it, man. And you got two by four the whole way. So what we've been what, what we've been doing is is I mean, I just I don't know if everybody's doing this. This is just the salesman in me. But the salesman in me says, Hey, let's sell the sell the postmaster the way it wasn't intended to be used and then use flipping it around to the way it was intended to be used to hide the post and do that as an upsell. Oh, you don't want to see the post? Well, we can do that, but it's going to cost you a little more. And it allows us, it allows us to get a little bit more money for our jobs. But not only that, there's more labor, man. It takes more time, you know? So, we cover our labor. We make a little bit more money on it. And you know what? You're uh, you're the guy in the neighborhood that no one can see your post. And down here where I'm at, that's what it's all about, being better than the uh, the Joneses. So I'm, I'm trying to take advantage of that. I'm not going to lie. It's business. You know? So Jeff Kephart uh, is here with us from Barricade Fence and Deck. Uh, Jeff says he got a truckload of vinyl fence this week, and it's like Christmas for those customers. So, hey, let's come back to the vinyl situation, Dan. Yeah, we had a long con we had a long conversation about that today, didn't we? A good one, yeah. So yeah. let's move down here. Uh, so this is Scott Jarrett from BSI Bigger Specialties. Uh, Scott says, "I'm curious." You may have talked about this before, but is there a front and is there a back to a postmaster post? And if so, why? So, Scott, I would say yes. I mean, there's a well, there's a design like it's so, Scott, if you don't know uh, how that thing is designed to work, I'm going to use my little whiteboard here. So. Y'all can see that? Yeah. So that's a postmaster post looking top down, right? And so what happens here is your two by fours are going right here. 
So put put an right F there. on the front. Put an F on the front. Yeah, right there. That would be the front. And you're you're screwing it right here. See that? And then and what you do once you once you got all these screws in there, and you've had to cut these two by four because there's another post down here that it has to fit inside of, right? So once you got once you got all your two by fours in, get it to grade. You're gonna come through and you're gonna pick it all the way down. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And then once you get to the end, typically uh, you don't have to do this, but you're but you got all this pretty wood fence around here, and you're seeing this galvanized post here. And so typically what we do here, Jackson Fence, is we take another board and we attach it this way, and what it does is it conceals that post. So now you can't see that post from this side. And you also cannot see that post from this side. It's blocked in. And so when we're talking about inverting that postmaster, what we're saying is we're saying, guys, so again, it's supposed to be here. And when you do it that way, your fence is also very, very slim. You don't have a four by four sticking out behind your two by four. So it's really slim. Um, but what we're seeing, guys, do now is they're running their two by four this away. And when they do that, they're nailing, they're attaching it here. And then their next one comes off of here. And they're, like using, that. That, they're using that void to run their skill saw in and cut. Yeah, so it makes quicker. it really easy to cut. You just go ahead and put your two by fours up long and you, you cut it real fast. And then but you then just cut up against it, rock and roll. Yeah, on the back side to cover it, you can only put a board here. Right, so and now it's sticking away from your fence. So it still kind of sticks out and you can see more of the posts when you do this. So well, not only that, you got to use a self-tapping screw or something to, to, to attach it to the metal post. Yeah, so, so now you're trying to attach a picket into like a so what a we're doing is, is post or whatever it is, and we're not putting that board on when we do them uh the way they're not intended to be used. We just, just don't, we just so we call it exposed and hidden. Hey, you can get them exposed or you can get them hidden. Oh really? Well, what's the price difference? You know, so uh, most everybody does them exposed. I mean, if you do them hidden, no one will see it. Oh yeah, I want to do the, I want to do the hidden. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I wonder if Postmaster Master Howcode, if they'll ever design this thing in a way that it can be more accepted to use either way, and just let the post come in. Maybe have a black option. You know, two dollars more post. And it's powder coated black, you know. Um, I don't know. Hey, I'm just thinking out loud here. The, the, I see a guy. I see a guy just commented, "Greg Casson or Casson." Uh, Greg, where are you at in Southern Mississippi? Are you a uh, can't be beat fence? Is that who you are? Because uh, I know. I think they're a uh, postmaster dealer. Comment on that for me, please. Evidently, I, I, I pronounced uh, Garrick Babayan's name properly. Uh, so, as far oh, as the Postmaster, though, Dan, like, think about this. We talk about Postmaster a whole lot on this freaking show. But anyways, if, you know, your driver's coming in, all right? And what's a Postmaster costing you for a nine foot? 22, 23? I don't know. Actually, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my salesperson to get back to me on the nine footers. Well, jump um, the gun. What do you think? What do you expect? Uh, I, I don't. 
25 we'll say $25. This can't be. Yeah, really I hate to say it, man. If Dylan was here, boom. Dylan does it. Dylan prices all the jobs. If it's man. more than $25, probably because they're taking advantage of you. <laughs> so, anyways, alternatively, though, you've got what's the market price on a 4x4? Four four? $14.15? Can we say that? $16 well, in some areas? Well, depending on who you are. I mean, if, you, if, if you're not buying with any type of power, you're paying $18, $19 a post. And what's a bag of concrete? That's pretty consistent across the board. Let's call it four dollars a bag. Yeah, Can we we'll do call that? It four. Yeah, All right. we'll call it. So now we'll we got four. what, like a two dollar, three dollar difference, you know? And if you're driving it, what I saw with my own eyes this past week is you're gonna you're gonna set that post faster than them guys that are toting around that uh, having to get that skid steer off the back of that trailer, get it going, mark the post, you know. Uh, wait, hold on. Don't forget about the maintenance on the, on, on the skid steer. Don't yeah. forget about having someone who knows how to drive it. Don't, you know, you have to take all that, all that in consideration. And all know? the dirt that's coming up out of the ground and it's so, raining, so it's muddy, you know? Look, Cannon, this is where I'm at, man. I am, I am in the middle of, I'm, I'm pulling a Sean King right now. I'm literally tracking every hour that my guys are on the job, what job they're on breaking it down by, you know, my jobs in red or build and tear downs, my job in blue or just build my jobs in green or tear down, build with a mud board. You know, we're, we're, we're breaking down everything. Okay. So when it comes time to bid, I can say, all right, my guys on average are taking X amount of hours to tear down and build X amount of sections of fence. How many sections of fence do we have? Okay. So then I can accurately bid it. Now, yeah. with that being said, we're going to start driving jobs. So now we're going to set that off to the side next to it and start comparing. So, okay, we did this job was 100 feet. This job was 104. Let's go ahead and put it next to it. What's four feet, right? What's the time difference? So, and, it, and it's not just driving the postmasters, man. We have completely changed the way we fence. Com I was talking I was talking to a couple of my vendors today, and they were looking at me like I was crazy. They were like, holy shit, you're doing all this? I'm like, yeah, man. We're completely changing the way we fence. And my plan is, is to completely change the way fence is built in my region. You know, we're, we're, we're plowing a hard road right now. It's costing me a lot of money to plow this freaking road. But when it's all said and done, we're going to have it perfected and we're going to be rocking and rolling. So with that being said, we don't have to buy concrete. We don't have to store concrete. So what does that do? That frees up more room for me to have lumber under and coverage capital. instead of out. Right. It, it frees up my capital. So now what happens? We don't have to load it. But that's less work my, my forklift's doing. That's less wear and tear on my forklift. I mean, let's really look at it and dissect it. That's less fuel for my forklift. That's less time my, my guys are sitting in the yard getting loaded. That's less weight on my trailer, which is less wear and tear on my bearings. Because Lord knows we all know about bearings and hubs, right? No wasted concrete getting broke and spilling off the highway and gravel, right. gravel Cust bouncing down the down the road and hitting the customers calling me. Customers calling me because the damn concrete bag flew out. Damn tracks, fifty-five 
gallon trash bag that costs 75 cents full. My goodness, right. man. Like, it feels so, only start No, really, but start, I mean, when you really start dissecting it, man, start thinking right. about it. So now you get to the job, okay? Right. You spent less fuel to get there. Now, some people might say, oh, come on, Dan. Hey, when you got three I'm, I'm listening four, to you. I'm going to step away. Just, I got to get my charger. I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm listening. When you got three or four trucks running, all that fuel adds up. All that wear and tear adds up. You know, so then the next thing you're dealing with is your repairs. There's more span of time between your repairs. Instead of repairing your trailer here, you're repairing it here. Well, then that affects your overall operating cost for the year. So now your operating cost is less. Now you get to the job. What happens? The guys don't have to pack concrete. You're not digging a hole. You're not mixing concrete if you mix. You're not pouring it in there if you dry set. You're not putting it in there and dry packing if you dry pack, whatever method you use. You then got 16 to, pounds of mud on your boots. Right. Exactly. The yard is cleaner. You don't have to now get rid of the dirt, pick up the dirt. That is everything that you're totally taking out of the equation. Totally taken out of the equation. Then, what do you do? You got this guy up in Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, that says, hey, I got these tools I made to make my guys faster. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and share them with y'all. So now, when I go to set my post, I'm pulling a freaking bungee cord. Who would have ever thought that I'd have a bungee cord on my trucks, pulling it, telling me where my posts need to go, and using it as a as a goddamn string line. So now we're doing that. No spray paint. Hey, less money I got to spend. No time dragging a tape measure around a job spray painting. So now my tape measures aren't getting all full of mud and dirt and getting uh and uh getting ruined because it was at a point to where when your tape measure started messing up, we turned it into a layout tape. You know, so now we've taken all that out the equation. What else is there? Oh, well, this guy in Indiana, he comes up with this straight away. So now we're running two by fours, and we're not even going to talk about the, the X, X man when one man can nail up two by fours. I mean, we, we, we are taking so much time out of the job. So much money out of the job that it makes us more competitive. We can use a better product and be the same price as our competitor. Imagine that. Wait a second. He's five thousand. You're five thousand. I'm gonna get postmasters. I'm not gonna have my yard torn up. And hey, let's talk about the intrinsic value. Which one is easier? I don't know. <laughs> it's not easy to dig a hole and, and mix no, and pour or tap it in concrete. I don't give a damn if you mix not. it or dry packing. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's not, but uh, it ain't easy doing dirt work when it's rained the last three days. It ain't easy. You know, we know that. You know, I see David commenting about the, the koozie. Dave, I did grab a koozie when I was throwing business cards all over your office. So, so then, right yeah, so then. So not only are we saving money, all that, right? And giving the customer a better job, driving posts deeper than ASTM, 
Come on, man. This is a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want to jump on this? Now we're using the straightaway. So how does the straightaway work? Well, I'm not nailing up fence boards at all my breaks. I'm not going along pulling string lines. I literally take a board, nail it up, put my cheetah picket on the next post, put the straightaway, and we're nailing up pickets. Hell yeah. That quick. So you start adding all that time in. I, look, man, Sean doesn't give me anything to say what I'm saying, but I will tell you this right now. If you don't go to misdefensetools.com, I think that's 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 the uh, the URL, and you don't spend the money to buy these tools, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, why don't you want to save money? It takes money to make money. Spend the 300 something dollars and buy the straightaway. Look, I'm buying I'm buying a piece of a uh, six inch class, uh, C900 water pipe. And we're putting it on all our trucks, putting caps on it. We're putting our straightaway in it. So it doesn't get damaged. It's 300 something dollars. Why not spend another hundred dollars on a piece of pipe that I can cut in half and put on two trucks, secure it to my trailer, slide it in. My guys get to the job. They pick up. The two by eight on the back of the trailer, slide out the uh, straightaway. We don't have to worry about it getting damaged. It's a tool. It, 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 it's, it's irreplaceable, man. You start hey, listen, man, all this stuff you, see, you see the same stuff I see on these pages, man. I see a lot of pushback and a lot of, uh, I don't know, just rejection. You know what I mean? But come on, haters, man. Like, haters haters going to hate, bro. Haters are going to hate. And people don't like change, and that's the only thing that's going to set you apart from any other fence company. Is you got to be different. Where? How do you get anywhere in life without having an open mind? You know what I mean? And that's nobody's saying that. Hey, you you have to do A, B, and C. You know what I mean? Look, everybody. We went to Florida, right? And we seen seven different people build fence. Right. But honestly, it was like seven different ways. Like nobody done it the exact same way. There were layovers and crossovers between all of them, you know. Um, I was talking to one of my crew leads today, uh, not today, but yesterday, uh, about the straightaway. The straightaway you're, you're sitting there preaching on right now, and he's like, "Oh, I promise you, I can, I can shoot. Um, if we put up a hundred foot of fence, I promise you, I can shoot that hundred foot of fence on a strain line faster than I can on that straightaway." I gotta shoot eight foot and move it shoot eight foot and move it blah 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 blah. i was like okay i said but you have to start the clock from the moment the rails are up so what do you right. do well you got to go through you got to find your grade changes right you got to put a, a a temporary picket on or, or a transition picket in you know um you got to put a little nail on top. You got to run the string line. Hope you don't cut the damn string. Hope, hope it doesn't pull your little cheater nail out. You know, it happens. I've seen it happen, you know, and then you start nailing. You get to that first transition picket. And then what do you do? You got to stop. You got to pull your hammer out. You got to pull them little nails out of there. You got to slide it over, you know, like I get it, man. If we had an eight foot bay and you had a string and I had a straightaway, it'd probably be pretty damn close, you know? But what a lot of people are missing is 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 the setup time and and the and the the, the layover time and the whole idea that hey, 
I'm out here working with people who aren't as experienced as I am. Not everybody can go build this gate. Not everybody can go solve this next riddle. You know, hey, new guy, listen, let me show you how to use this straightaway and do me a favor. Just start putting pickets up. Hey, man, let me show you how to use this X man. I need to go solve this problem. I need to go talk to this homeowner. I need to go. I don't know, whatever. Do my update. Start shooting rails. Yes, sir. I can do that. I can do it by myself. You know, so now we're doing with one person what we were doing with two. You know, there's a lot of value there, Dan. But hey, let's Look, man, let's, let's move about, on, man. There's some good comments popping in. Okay. Well, hey, I want to say I want to say one more thing. Uh, this really has nothing to do with Postmaster or anything we're talking about. If you can get your price to where you're charging people to build fence that you're not even building, then you're doing something right. So I'm going to give you an example. You got eight foot section. Six times eight is 48. Well, what happens if you got a 52 foot run? What do you do, Cannon? Do you figure 52 feet in? Or do you figure 56? I mean, uh, you mean when, yeah. when we bid the job or what? Yeah, when you bid the job. So next week I'm gonna learn how to how to how to share my screen, but I will show you guys how I bid a job. But to answer your question, <clears throat> I bid it by that section. So like, yeah, I'm gonna add a whole nother set of two by fours. I'm gonna add a whole nother four by four. I'm not gonna exactly. add a whole nother sixteen pickets. I'm gonna add four or whatever that number is. You know what I'm saying? But I've got a I've got an Excel sheet that will tell me exactly how many four by fours, how many two by fours. And so yeah, if 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 it's ninety six foot, we know that's twelve sections of fence. If it's ninety seven foot, guess what? It's thirteen now. You know exactly. So what but we're we doing have to think is about it that way. right. So we're if if they want if they want a fifty two foot of fence, that's what you want. You're paying for 56. That's it. So we're literally charging customers for fence we're not building. And some people might say, well, that's not right. Well, hold on a second. Whether I, if I build a 16 foot of fence, I build 14 foot of fence. I still got to set three posts. I still got to use four or six, eight foot two by fours if that's what you're using. That's right. Right? I still got to set three posts. So what am I saving? A couple pickets, a couple nails. Anyway, go ahead. Start doing stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have to figure out who some of these guys are. So I want to go back up. Look, because I want to. Oh, it's the comments already up there. So this is Matt Warner. Matt, are you still here with us? So Matt Warner, uh, he's the founder of My Salesman. He says yeah. they've gone to all Postmaster on wood. Just stop offering wood posts and people will still buy it. Dude, and I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm you think place. about it, Dan, well, think about it. Think about it like this. Mrs. Homeowner, Mr. Homeowner, listen, what you're asking me to do is put a post in the ground that you and I both know is going to fail. 10 years, right. maybe 15, but somewhere in that window, you and I, we both know 
that post is gonna fail. What sense does that make? And that should be the end of the conversation, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, I had a conversation with somebody today, and uh, and um, I said the same thing. I, I, the lady comes out. <clears throat> I'm rarely on my jobs anymore. I make I make cameos on my jobs. Walk up on my guys and like, oh shit, Dan's here, you know. And I'm really there just to make sure they're doing what I want done. Look over things, give them tips, encourage them, you know, stuff like that. And this lady comes walking out of her house, and she's got a vinyl fence, and she's made a mention of, yeah, we don't, we didn't go with wood. We went with vinyl when we did our fence because it's gonna last longer. I was like, ah, oh, that's great. I said, because your neighbor here went with uh, posts that have a lifetime warranty. And uh, she said, really? I was like, yeah. I said, not only did they get a lifetime warranty, but <clears throat> next time we get a little tropical depression, a tropical storm come through, their fence, their fence posting is still going to be standing. Oh, really? It's like, yeah. And not only that, their lifetime. These posts are going to be a. Dan? Hold up, guys. I can hear you too, bro. Yeah, but we can hear you. We don't want to see you no more. And that's a postmaster. That's actually a not, but. Damn, man, I don't know where you are, dude. Right now, right now. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, uh, Tessa, so look, man, we were, did we talk about Tessa today? Huh? We talked about Tessa today, didn't we? You mentioned you and I me. did privately, privately. Yeah, privately, privately. We talked about her and uh, mentioned that uh, you know there's a lady in where in Tennessee is she? She is in East Tennessee, like Chattanooga ish. Okay, because you mentioned today there's a lady in Tennessee that's doing exactly what you know our vision is and what we need to do. She's embraced it. She's got uh, I believe it's her son that works with her. <clears throat> She's got her yeah. son on track doing the same thing. I see her post. I'm watching her. She's getting there. She's playing with it. She's testing it. She's trying it out. And she's totally grasped it. And I still got guys that are looking at me like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know. And it's like, this is what we're doing, period. You know, if we got to tear this fence down and do it the way I want it done, we'll do it. And all and I got to do is make East them tear it down. Yeah, instead if of it'll work in out, East instead Tennessee. of just It'll work anywhere. Right. <clears throat> so in, instead of telling my guys, hey, next time you're going to do this, no, tear it down and redo it. And I tell you what, you make them tear it down one time, they're not going to do it wrong again. 
because they're going to be like, you know what? Dan finds out we did this wrong, and I'm going to because we do photo logs and video logs, video logs three times a day of all our jobs and upload everything to company cam. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to make them tear it down, and they don't want to redo it. So it's, they're only going to do it wrong once. You know? So I see Tessa's comment. David said, posting concrete a way of the past. Be on the leading edge of innovation. You know what I find funny about that comment? <clears throat> I was talking with uh, Harold Brown over at Master Halco. He's the manager of the Mobile Branch. And he said in Miami, that's all they do is pound post. They just drive away. You know? And, you know, so Miami-Dade County. It's innovation. It's innovation. It's like well, they, I mean, that's, that's like the wind capital. Like, it has to be, stuff has to withstand Miami-Dade County wind ratings, you know? That's like, you know, that's it in the world of wind. And so if, if people in Miami-Dade County yeah. have gone to postmaster-driven, you know, it tells you something. And Dave, you had a you had a really cool idea today, man. And hopefully we can we can roll that out. So Dan was like, man, this is what we're gonna do. If we can go to Nashville and, and Florida and Indiana and everywhere else, he said, man, we can jump on a plane and go to Miami and we can meet with these fencing contractors in Miami Dade County who are doing this every single day and have been doing it every single day and haven't figured out, you know. Talk man, to if them. I can try, hey, if, I can travel to, if I can travel to West Louisiana, if I can travel to uh, where did I go? East Tennessee twice. If I can go to uh, Pace, Florida, man, I'm I'm looking at it right now on my task to do on my Google on my Google uh, task. Top line is research Miami Postmasters. I'm gonna find out who's doing it down there, and I'm going down there to find out how they doing it, why they doing it, when they doing it. You know. Everything, how, when, where, I'm going to find out because I see the potential. I see the potential. Hey, we're going to run us some Mercedes Benz. We ride around like Robin Big down there. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, next, uh, next Tuesday, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this is right. I think, I think we got so. Mark Olson scheduled to come on, yeah. and, and he's gonna. So Mark is kind of like a pioneer of post driven post. Uh, he's a dealer for Rhino and Titan or Ready Driver. I guess is the name of it. Uh, Rhino, I believe. And so we asked, yeah, we asked Mark, "Hey, man, we're so interested in this that we would like for you to come on here and just kind of dumb it down for us. Like, tell us the ins and the outs and." You know, there's all these different options to where if you haven't, um, if you haven't experimented with it, it's almost intimidating. You get on there, and it's like, damn. The first thing you say is, well, what do I need? You know, and then they're like, well, what do you drive? Let's talk about that. You know, so. Uh, but even still, there's a lot of crossover. And, and what's the two brands? We got Rhino and Ready Driver. That's that's the big two, I guess. You know. Yeah, I see some comments yeah. about both of them. Uh, um, Mark Olson did a uh, a uh, a video head to head competition, and it, yeah. Yeah, and it was one of them. He like threw in a ditch or something. He's like threw it away. 
I was like, this guy's crazy. He's like a boat anchor. <laughs> but he's also saying we he also said we sell both because we believe in both. And for what I don't know what caused oh, the really? to perform differently in that video. Yeah. So okay. we'll find out more next week and we'll find out live with you guys. So uh this is our I guess our heads up. If you've got question about driving steel posts or posts in general, I guess we can talk about driving wood posts. We can talk about whatever. <clears throat> Be here next Tuesday night. Uh, be tuned in. Bring what questions you have, and uh, no, I want to talk about what we yeah. talked about today with the vinyl vinyl fencing that you hit me with. That you, you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how you and I even got into this conversation, but so uh, frustration, frustration is why we got into it. Yeah. So yeah, we're frustrated. We're frustrated about the lack of vinyl goods available to us and we're even more frustrated by the demand that we have for vinyl goods and not being able to meet those demands and um so anyways i'm not alone in this you know um but so we're all about simplicity like, like let's streamline the process let's make it easy let's not spend any extra time not just on building the fence, but let's not spend extra time selling a job or tracking a job or ordering a job. Like that if you, you got to wait five, line, six months for material. Yeah. So when somebody calls me up, they're like, Hey man, I want to order a vinyl fence. I get this like pit in my stomach and I'm just like, you know, I don't, I was, what I was telling you, Dan is like, Hey, I, I'm trying to figure out the correct verbiage to like, to unload when somebody says that. Um, <clears throat> Because, you know, there's a good chunk of me that's like, hey, I don't want to sell you vinyl. You know, I don't want to sell it at all because I can't tell you when I'm going to see it. I, honestly, I can't tell you what vendor that it's going to come from. And I can't I just well, can't speak I think, to it, you know. Uh, right. I think what you said was, is I'm thinking about being like the fence king and just saying, I don't do vinyl. You know, and yeah. evidently there's a market yeah. for vinyl where you're at, correct? Yeah. Okay. There isn't a market for vinyl where I'm at. I literally, that lady with the vinyl fence today was like the fourth vinyl fence I've seen in the past 10 years. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> um, so I remember my response was, well, Cannon, I would start the conversation with, you know, when uh, Mrs. Smith calls up and says, Oh, yeah. Hey, Jackson Fence. I want to get a vinyl fence. And Cannon's over there going, oh, God, here we go. Waste of my time. I personally would say, well, you know what, Miss Smith? Unfortunately, we don't offer vinyl fencing anymore. But I'm not just going to leave you there. I'm going to tell you why we don't offer it anymore. Because we've installed a lot. We're great at it. We do a wonderful job. We have a quality vinyl. But let me tell you why we don't offer it anymore. The reason why we don't offer it, there's up to five to six months wait time on the vinyl. That's number one. Number two, I can order your vinyl today and three months from now, get a call from my vendor that says, hey, sucks for you, but we're going to have to go ahead and go up 10%. So now your job has jumped $800 in my cost. So it's hard for me to offer vinyl. Now, 
if you're willing to go ahead and wait five to six months, if you're willing to have the chance and take the gamble of them calling me a few months from now saying, Hey, I know your job cost was 5,000, but now it's going to be 6,100 and you're going to pay that $1,100 difference. I will gladly sell you vinyl. Mm -hmm. And you know what they're probably going to say? If money isn't any object to them. Gonna, well, okay, fine. Or they're going to be like, you know what, Mr. Johnson, uh, what other options do I have? Well, you know what? I've got postmasters. You know what? I've got fence track. Whatever you can get in. I wouldn't leave it as, boom, we don't do it. Because, see, we only offer wood privacy picking and aluminum. So when someone wants chain link, I don't say, and, and my salesman, Zach, said this the other day. Uh, he was here. He was he was here at the office, and I, I'm kind of sitting in on him, listening to him. He doesn't like it, but I gotta I gotta train him. I gotta keep him keep him in the right on the right road. Lady wanted chain link. He's like, ah, oh, we don't offer chain link. Okay, bye. And they hung up. I was like, dude, what are you doing? That is an opportunity for you. Hey, look, we don't offer chain link, but let me tell you what we do offer. Let me tell you what looks better. You could go with a nice aluminum. You could go with a nice wood picket. Chain link is so commercial. Who wants that in their backyard? That's a New Orleans thing. We don't do that here. People go with a picket. It's like having a fence and not having a fence, especially after the UV rays get to it. Wash it out, turn it gray. It's almost like you don't have a fence. Or even better, you can go with an aluminum fence. Not only aluminum, but we have the best aluminum in this area. No one else can get this aluminum that we have. And you, uh, and you sell them on something else. So that's why I told you when it comes to vinyl, in my opinion, that's how I would handle it. Look, yeah, we, we do great vinyl. But let me tell you why we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And explain to the customer. It, it's, <clears throat> I know I sound like a broken record, but the day that I heard um, Sean King say, we have to educate our customers, I was like, man. God, that makes so much sense because they don't know. Look, man, I just renovated my house and I had to deal with my fiance constantly. Look, I'm like, oh, you don't understand the process. I've been in construction since I was 17. That's not how it works. And I'm having to explain to her, you know, this, and we've been going through this for over six months. And I realized we need to educate our customers. And if yep. you educate them now, like with my warranty, which I don't know you were supposed to upload tonight, but I had some issues with, like my warranty that I have, my wood warranty, my utility waiver that I use, it's a lot of BS, but it's a lot of stuff that the customer needs to hear. So when we do get to the point to where there's an issue with utilities and where we do get to a point to where they have an issue with wood, we can say, hey, remember three months ago when we had this conversation? Oh, yeah. Remember when you signed the contract, you read the utility waiver, and it said this, this, and this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It opens the door up to take that customer and get them down the road you want them to go instead of them heading off this way and you trying to reel them back in. You've already got them on your side. You've already educated them. So 
that's what I would do on the vinyl situation. And look, you might still sell vinyl jobs and you might get a vinyl increase. And guess what? You might get more money and not for you, but to cover your material costs and still make your margin when the job comes in. We're not mm -hmm. making margin because the material costs will be more, but you'll still be making money. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I would handle it. And that's just, you know, some guy down in Southeast Louisiana's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What do I know? Yes, I don't know. I'm just a fence guy. Um, so I guess that's yeah, it. Yeah, I wish we could have a bunch of people watching. Yeah, I wish we could have got those warranties up here, man. Uh, I did want to give a shout out, and I hope. Boy, oh crap! I might have just deleted it. I think I just deleted it. So I was hoping that Matt Warner was still in here. Could have could have spoke on the uh, the AFL training. And hell, maybe they've already done it. But I know they're doing a. Uh, I need I need to check training over at Wayne. I'm thinking about Nebraska. going up there, man. You want to go up there with me? You want to take a? You want to fly up there, and hang out and, and go check out yeah. the field that Matt's got going on? Yeah, I'd love to go up there, man. Yeah, I really would. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have a gate welding class. He's gonna have, um, I don't know. He's got all kinds of stuff going on, man. Hey, I'm back. So it looks like Brett knows what's going on. He said June and July. Wade said it's in June. Uh, I say we go, man. I mean, what's the worst thing we're gonna is gonna happen? Right? We get to try some good whiskey and, and don't learn anything. Is that the worst thing that can happen? I'm sure we're gonna learn something, right? I'd like to go. You there? Yeah. You hear me? Hello. I can't hear you, Cannon. But uh, I'm told Matt Warner's got a great, great system with uh with my salesman. Um. Uh, I mean, great, great job. You call her up. Unfortunately, I think she's the only one that's uh running the whole my salesman thing portion of the business. So uh, she's busy tech, you know. Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you, Cannon. I've not done you anything. Quit playing around with that thing, man. Trying to have too much fun with it. <laughs> hey, guys, if y'all can hear me, give us a thumbs up if you can hear me. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm uh, totally down. I want to go, man. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to start doing sign language. They said they can hear me, bro. It ain't me. Hey, it's David you. says he can hear both of us. I can't hear you, Cannon. <laughs> anyway, uh, what else, bro? What else you want to talk about? 
Man, I would just want everybody to know. Can you hear me? Dan is the Hello? ugliest, dumbest, damn joker there is out here, y'all. I get so damn tired of sitting here listening to him every week with y'all, but I got to. So since you can't hear me, I'm just going to tell you how I really feel about him. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I love Dan. But anyways, he done messed his microphone up or something. I guess this means it's time to go. Look at him sitting there. He has no idea what to do. He looks so disappointed. <laughs> I think he's done talk so damn long. His damn speakers went out. He's got on earbuds. That's only you can hear me. Change your damn earbuds out, Dan. What a disappointment. Well, I'm glad it's his stuff this time and not mine. Whew. Hey, all right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and log this off of here. Um, Check the comments. I see the comments. I can hear Dan and talk to Dan, but he can't hear me. It's weird, man. It's your AirPods. Somebody tell Dan it's his AirPods. Take them out and turn the speakers on the computer. That's all it is. Like he's sweating. Look at that hairline. <laughs> he's wiping it off. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't my AirPods, bro. It ain't my AirPods. Can you hear me? <laughs> Wait, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I heard you the whole time, man. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. All of a sudden, you came back, bro. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, but it switched to another speaker. So, anyway. All right, man. Uh, listen, thank you so much for uh, hosting us tonight. I'm going to log us out. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. Give me a shout. All right, see you, bro. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, see you. All right, bye.